2: Hi. hi! 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 How's it going, everybody? It's Saturday, November nineteenth, two thousand eleven. Episode ninety-seven of the Hot Box. My name is Matt, and joining me tonight, Ian is off tending to some business, which we'll uh, get into. But we have Rose back again from Canab Analysis. How's it going, Rose?
0: Ah, uh, pretty good, Matt.
2: Still, uh, still out of jail, I see. Uh,
0: I think, I think, I think, whoever, every day that I'm <laughs> still not in jail. Right. I'm waiting. I'm waiting to be. Uh, uh, waiting for somebody to decide that I'm a big enough problem.
2: A knock on the door? What, what a knock th- on the door. What would Rose, you really need to shut up now. <laughs> yeah. We've had enough <laughs> of you running at the mouth on the internet and on Facebook. <laughs> We're going <laughs> to shut your account down? <laughs> promises, promises. Oh my, I know, right? I'd I would a- get
0: so much more done. I'd
2: have a life, actually. <laughs> I would. If you said I couldn't podcast anymore, that would open up a whole week of days. I could do things.
0: I know. I would see flat surfaces in my home again if I <laughs> right. could do
2: that. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see, though, because when they do these raids, and we've seen it before uh, when it first happened and just recently last week, which we'll get into, um, they take cash and they take pot. So I, yes. I, I would like to see them in your sh- in your lab, like trying to figure out how to disconnect the... The big machines and everything.
0: Yeah, I know. There would be, there's no money and there's no pot, so I don't really know what they would take. They would be really disappointed and a little overwhelmed. I
2: I can just hear one of them being like, hey boss, can we sell this? What is it? (laughs) I I don't know what it is. It (laughs) smells like pot though. (laughs) I I know. Uh, Yeah, we do this show uh, once a week. We try to on Fridays, sometimes on Saturdays, hotboxpodcast.com. Uh, there's Facebook, and now we have a Google Plus page. If you guys are on the Google Plus, check that out. And then uh, we're also on Stitcher Smart Radio, which this is too cool. The new Ford cars, they have this thing called AppLink in it, and it connects oh. to your phone, and it, it makes that a Wi-Fi spot. And there's this thing on there called Stitcher, and you can just listen to whatever you want, and you can actually talk to it if it's one of the newer Fords. You can just be like, play Hotbox Episode 97, and it'll like start playing. It's so great. So uh, That'll be
0: really good for when we're all just living in our cars.
2: Yeah, exactly. I I thought it was funny because back in the day, well, like a couple months ago, we would just drive around and find Wi-Fi spots. And now the (laughs) Wi-Fi spots are driving around with us. It's like a whole uh, cat and mouse game now. But you you guys can check us out over on Stitcher Smart Radio. Uh, They have iPhone, Android, BlackBerry, and WebOS. If you can actually find something that runs WebOS, there you go. (laughs) So, let me tell you a story. The other day, I'm driving down the road, I'm at work, everything's fine, everything's great, not a care in the world, and I see something that I just face palm. and it's an old building, and there's a whole bunch of people in jackets, all black, and they're carrying stuff out of this building, and I'm like, huh, okay, that's weird, uh... So I drive down the street and I go to uh, our buddy Ian's shop, and there's police there. And I'm like, "Huh, that's uh, no good." I have a water uh, delivery job, and they happen to be one of our customers. So I just roll in there like I own the place. I'm nice. like, "Hey, what's going on, guys? You can't be in here." I'm like, oh, "I'm just checking to see if they need water." What? What? What are you doing here? You can't be in here. I'm uh, just. Here's the water cooler, here's the name on my shirt, along with my name. Well, come back tomorrow. Like, uh, well, uh, sir, will they be open tomorrow? Just, you can come back tomorrow and get the cooler. (laughs) Okay. So does that mean they're closed? No comment. And I leave. And I get back to the shop, and I think to myself, that is not right. Something's up. So I grab some cameras, and I go back down to the place, after having been told to leave, of course, but... Neither here nor there. And I park on the side of the road, and I get out, and I have my cameras. I'm completely away from everybody, just minding my own business, standing there with my phone, just waiting for a, a call or whatever. And one one of them comes out of the building, and he looks at me, eye contact. Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> just waiting for a call from my mom. Oh, yeah, you filming? No, sir, just, uh... Standing here in the public, as a a good citizen, waiting for a phone call from my mother. Give me your phone. Uh Uh-uh. He takes my phone. As this was happening, I hit the power button, which, if you have a Droid X that has a camera on it, and you're recording video, allegedly, if you hit the power button, it crashes everything. Corrupts the video. Nothing. They pass my phone around to, like, five of them. And they're all, like, hitting the camera button, <laughs> and it just crashes. App force close out every time. What'd you do to this? Uh, nothing, sir. Run his name. Find anything you can find on him. Arrest him. Okay. Hey, my name, my social security number, my address, phone number, everything, right? Like, totally cooperative. You lied to us. Pardon? Arrest him. Handcuffs. Me, phone in his hand still. That wasn't your social security number. Uh, yeah, it was. No, it wasn't? Okay. I have my wallet that has a card in there that has that number on it that I got when I was born. Run it again. This whole thing took, like, ten minutes, just sitting out in front, handcuffed by my work truck, just not having a good day, Rose. <laughs> and... I see Ian come out of the shop and I'm like, I want to say, Hey Ian, (laughs) what's going on? (laughs) I'm in handcuffs. He is not, which I thought was kind of odd since it was, you know, his shop. Um, these guys do not mess around Rose. Have you ever like talked to them at all or had any contact with them?
0: I, I actually did at the, at the first raids, um, last, last March. I, um, Because we were, many of us uh, were online at the time and and, uh, it came up that, you know, these places all across the state were being raided and they said Montana Cannabis is being raided. So they have a small store in Missoula and I... You, you know, Chef uh, Steph Scherer from ASA, Americans for Safe Access, had just been into town and talked about raid awareness, and I had been to her seminar and everything, and I was like, "I'm going to go witness." <laughs> yeah, so, right. It so seems I did the like same a- thing. I took my camera and yeah. I drove out to Montana Cannabis and I parked it yeah. in the parking lot next door. In the public, and I also nonchalantly walked over to the you know the curb as close as I could be to the street because they're they're on a very busy street. Sure. And I started taking pictures of the cars and people coming in and out. And they, uh, yeah, they came up to me and they were like, give me your phone. And I was like, don't have my phone. And they were like, (laughs) sorry. And and then I I reached in my pocket for something and they were like all tense. And uh, they were like, we need to make sure you're not carrying any weapons. This is for our safety. Right. And they like patted me down, and they said, okay, you need to come over here and sit on the curb. And they sat me over <laughs> by the building on the curb. They didn't handcuff me, but they sat me down like a kid in the corner. Did they
2: put your name on I'm, the board?
0: Yeah, yeah they, wrote my, <laughs> they took my name, and they ran it, oh. and they were very disappointed. And, Clean, uh, right? And they were like, what are you doing here? And I said, I'm just, I'm just a concerned citizen. Documented. Uh, I saw... Something happening here, and I was a concerned citizen, so I'm stopping to see what's happening. That's right. What's happening, you know? What's going on? It looks like you're being robbed. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It totally
2: looks like you're robbing people.
0: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, how many arrests?
2: Is. Oh, none? Really? Hmm. Yeah. Did you give them yeah. their pot and money back? No? Okay. No. Okay. No. That's that's, uh, that's allowed to go on here? Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing what they're allowed to do, but and and it, it, much of it they're not allowed to do, but they do it anyway and are unstoppable.
2: I almost wanted apparently. to say, like, this is because of the whole Occupy thing, right? Like, it's too soon, I shouldn't be out here <laughs> occupying this this street with my camera. Like, they were so livid that... Oh, yeah. F- they thought they had me because they're like, you lied and stuff. And they're like, there's a whole gamut of charges we could get you on for this. You're obstructing justice. And I'm like, I was on the corner. You guys came over to me like I was well out of the way. Plus, you guys were done. And, and so I'm like, can you give me a charge specifically? He's like, there's too many to list. Just know that you're in over your head. Oh, that's uh, <laughs> wow, scary. Okay, sure. And yeah. uh, if you put that footage out, we'll know you did it and we'll come find you. Really? Good. Well, lucky <laughs> for both of us that the footage is corrupt, because I absolutely would have put it up. And that. And then they called my work and told on me. They told my boss that I was being an activist on work time. <laughs> wow. I know. Did, didn't he have something he was supposed to be doing? Actually, no, I didn't have a route today. I was kind of just checking on my... My friend's shop here that you're robbing. That's
0: actually what I was lying about. <laughs> yeah.
2: And then they try to get me fired. I was like, "Wow, guys, really? You've just added five to the unemployment rate. Gonna make it six? Cool, real cool. Wow. Are you guys hiring? Because you know, I, I could do." I saw do...
0: online um, that uh, somebody in California what they had done uh, when when a dispensary was being raided. It's a uh, instead of coming over with a camera. Um, they came over with a huge sign, and they stood in front of the, of the dispensary and faced traffic and said, "DEA raid in process." Well,
2: that's helpful. So that
0: so that people know what's happening when, uh, or 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 because a lot of times you don't know what's happening.
2: Right, but I also feel like they do a really good job to keep the general public unaware. Like, none of yes. the news knew what was going on. I got called by the the Great Falls Tribune guy that was like, we're trying to put together what happened there today. I'm like, well, a great injustice. That's what happened today. And yeah. uh, Ian, he said he was getting called nonstop. Uh, he went back to the shop the next day. And there were cameras and news people there with, like, their camera pressed up against the window trying to get a shot of inside the shop. And they were talking to him and... They completely misquoted. Like, as I don't know if any of this ran yet, but from what he was telling me, like he told them one thing, you know, as much as he could say, and that's kind of the reason he's not here tonight. I know if he was, we'd totally just talk all about it. And he's not; he can't do that right now. But they—they kind of were like twisting it. Like, so you were involved in drug trafficking? He was like, "What? No." They took it. It was unbelievable. And I feel well, like because that's they're not their- allowed
0: they actually don't allow the press or alert the press that they're going to do this, but after they're done doing this, they issue a very a standardized yep. uh, press release to to everyone everyone and gets
2: what it. was accounted for like they didn't arrest anybody here at Glacier Health they didn't no. They didn't no take one was the arrested computer? anywhere, and
0: no one was arrested the first time either, except Still. I guess somebody who was caught with a parole violation or a oh
2: sure bench sure.
0: warrant, I think a, brand, a bench warrant, you know that was it. but you know they mm-hmm. say here, manufacturer of marijuana, possession with intent to distribute, uh, conspiracy to commit the offense of manufacturing marijuana, possession with intent to distribute, and um, assisting in structuring any transaction to evade currency reporting requirements. Which basically means putting your money in the bank.
2: And see, at Glacier Health, I know this for a fact, they kept the best records. Like, Ian was not messing around with this. He took this so seriously. And he knew that if a lot of these other people were getting in trouble because they couldn't account for the money that was there, and so he really took extra care to keep track of all of the transactions and stuff. And they didn't take the computers, they didn't take... the. Really? Some of, what's this, guys? You forgot this. Is that cool? You just... And I'm, I'm angry because, you know, a lot of people out there now don't... They're either scared to go get their stuff or they just straight up can't. And what right. did they accomplish? They got four pounds and like $3,000 off the streets? High five, guys.
0: Wow. They they actually... Uh, they, they don't waste their time with computers. You the know? feds. Don't because all they care about is the marijuana and the cash and the cash. They left that's the all they care about, and all of the record keeping doesn't help you with a federal raid. You I know, almost the, the record keeping only matters if you get a, a state offense of some kind, right? Because and the these people are who are federal. working so hard to follow our law are keeping the best records. And when you get caught in a federal raid, that's just basic, basic, easy evidence for them. Oh, it they is. they turn all of that great record keeping that you did trying to be legitimate and they use it against you in court
2: it's evidence now you were keeping track of your drug trafficking and it seemed like they were concerned about cocaine pharmaceuticals and when they got in about halfway through they they sort of didn't find what they were looking for and they stopped and on their way out They may or may not have left a good-sized folder, about this thick, if you're watching on the the live room, uh, full of their evidence, full of their surveillance, full of all of the paperwork. They just left it there. Wow. Yeah, it was a pretty interesting read, to say the least. I'll tell you what, I'm not too thrilled with Judge Lynch at all. I think he's in your neck of the woods. Are you uh, familiar with this gentleman?
0: I'm I'm not, but I, I think I have seen his name on warrants before.
2: Yes, yes. He's the federal judge that keeps signing off on these things. And I don't know. Is there a lot of people online are saying that <laughs> Justin Fan Orange says they left the MTCIA jar. Well, that was nice of him. Did they take all the, <laughs> all the quarters and pennies out of it? Shit. <laughs> But wow. is, I know a lot of these officials, and there's a great site, and I'll I'll find it here uh, during the show, that shows you what district you're in and then who voted which way there and what the percentages were. I think you might have showed me that. But uh-huh. um, they, we need to upseat these people that are either running unopposed or that are, you know, even have competition. We need to get in there with, you know, our people and add to that. Uh, as far as judges, like, how do you... How do you fight that?
0: Well, judges also run for office. Uh, several judges. Judge- I'm not. I'm not sure if federal. I mean, who? If Judge Lynch does, but you know, I know like in Missoula, Judge Loudon. There's a number of judges. I don't know what level of court they work in. Run for office also. In our area, also our district attorney is a, a big a big drug warrior. Warrior, you know, and he uh, he ran unopposed at the last election.
2: Exactly. And there's a big movement on Facebook to get these seats filled. And I think, honestly, will that help or will it just will they just not listen to those members then and just not like count their votes or however that works? Like they seem. Well, you
0: know, it's always important to get a majority, but but something else we're working on and this is you know politics i've learned a lot in the last in the last 6 months you we're know, working us. on this campaign <laughs> yeah. and and working with the the consultants uh, on on the uh, the signature gathering campaign and I, I think what we need to learn is that we have to have we have to have long-term goals and we have to have short-term goals right and and one of the things where we can reach our goals in the long-term is by having this single-issue voter campaign. And uh, Kate Haleva with MTCIA has been talking and musing about this for several months now, and uh, she actually issued an, a pretty long explanation on the MTCIA website today on the blog. Um, but uh, historically, uh, in politics, uh, many races or, or par- the whole, all the parties in general have run on these single issues um if you feel very strongly about abortion you are held hostage to a particular party if you feel very strongly about gun control you are held hostage to a very specific party and and uh legislation doesn't necessarily change because you voted one way or the other because it's mire you know they they do whatever they want once they get into office and you know that uh the regulations for those particular things will probably not really change that much. Right. So what we would like to do is to change the single issue. We don't want it to be... Um, abortion anymore we don't want it to be gun control anymore we want it to be marijuana and everything that's related that's to the, the issue, issue of now. marijuana yep. whether it's you know it's states rights it's the right to privacy it's the right to health the right to medication the right to privacy with your doctor it's a it, it encompasses so many rights
2: it's such a vast uh, age demographic as well i mean exactly. everybody knows and
0: cross cross yeah. parties
2: yep exactly so
0: What we want to do in Montana, we know that many, many races are decided on a very small number of votes. And if we can organize and say we are going to enter into this single-issue voter campaign, if we don't vote for candidate one and candidate two, but instead we vote for a write-in candidate, we can say, look, we voted for this write-in candidate. And and even if the write-in candidate only gets 15 votes – if either of the other candidates would have gotten those 15 votes, they would have won. It could have thrown the election one way or the other, you see.
2: And that makes and so a huge difference. so they need
0: to start listening to the people who want to have that third candidate, that right-in candidate. They need to know that, that now that person is, is manipulating their, their political future.
2: Do we have so, any, uh, any stand-ins so far that have stepped forward and been like, yo, I will take this task? And I will go and run.
0: Well, I think right now we're just trying to it's it's a fairly sophisticated political move. Okay. So I think what we're trying to do now is just kind of get across to people what the single issue voter campaign is and what it can do. And it, it generally takes more than one election cycle to get where you want to be. But what it does do is it requires, you know, once you have indicated that you have a viable voting block. That our voting block has power. Yep. Then the candidates that's, have to answer our that's questions. That's when they
2: listen. The constituency is spoken. Listen. It's up. not
0: just that they listen, but they will speak back, <clears throat> and they will be quoted on how they feel about marijuana and how they will handle marijuana and how everything that has to do with that, you know. So they will be they will be on the record.
2: I actually and got a message. They avoid that at
0: all costs right now.
2: I actually got a message back from uh, one of the senators about the SOPA Act, the um, uh, blacklist IP, uh, that whole thing where they're trying to say if you stream, you're going to jail for a felony and stuff. And the guy that wrote back, uh, let me see if I can find it. But he he agreed. He was like, no, this is completely draconian. We're all laughing at it. I mean, he didn't say that, but in essence, he was like, nobody's going with this. We're all voting it down, which is helpful uh, as long as that's really what they're doing. But right. I think for all of these, these things that we feel so strongly one way or another about, we have to voice that and let it know. And more than just, you know, posting a Facebook status that's like F you, you know, I think I know. we need these well-written letters to get to the people that are going to read it and be like, huh, really? You know, they, it, I think that helps every little bit helps. And uh, we had a good point from a, a friend of mine in Florida. I think he's MDS in the chat there. He mentioned that what really concerned him was the fact that the, it was the participation of the local law enforcement. Like these are local Absolutely. Montana boys. Why are they getting told what to do by the feds and raiding our people like that? He seemed very troubled by that. Like, do we take that much federal money? Are they that entwined? Like, what? What is that?
0: What's the motivation? The yeah. motivation is
2: that they want a job. They
0: uh, well, first of all, federal forfeiture laws, uh, asset forfeiture laws, are kind of no deposit, no return. Regardless of whether you're found innocent or guilty, they get to keep your shit.
2: Oh, and it was John Tester. That's who who wrote back.
0: Oh, okay. So. Um, yeah. Now with with state forfeiture laws, if you're found innocent you can petition to get your stuff back. So, when the feds come in and they raid you and they take all your stuff, they uh the, the local law enforcement helps because everyone who helps gets a little piece of that pie. Wow. And it's, so it's like automatic income for them.
2: Wow. Is that what it's been is that what it that's, comes down that's to? What that it is, is that's appalling, Rose.
0: It's sick. Yeah. So How, that's, where's the motivation? That's another thing to, we need to face: is that we need right. to, we have to attack this from so many different ways. And one of those ways is that law enforcement should not benefit from at it, all. At all. Where's the from,
2: motivation from, from the per,
0: confiscation of other yeah. people's belongings? And like the schools can benefit, you know, elderly programs can benefit. Whoever. Which is the funny. The cops cannot benefit, or yeah. else it, it draws them into being. It's a conflict you know, it's, of
2: interest. It's, the
0: conflict of interest it's completely, yeah.
2: and I mean the schools and the elderly would benefit more if they would let these businesses stay in and let us do the fundraisers we wanted to do. Let us do our thing. There will be enough money if you quit stealing shit from everybody. <laughs> like
0: it's <laughs> yeah. fine.
2: We're I another mean,
0: thing that it does, Matt, is that it takes the it takes the financial and human assets that yeah. we have in our camp in our. In our campaign and our side, you know those businesses on not only benefiting society are also benefiting our movement. They're benefiting MTCIA. CIA, right. and if they take that money out, um, then we we lose we lose financial.
2: When well, we've said this before, that's typical wartime tactic. You cut off Absolutely. the finances. I mean that that's how they roll, and they're rolling here locally, and that's not good. I mean that's. Well,
0: there's something else I, wanted, I wanted to talk about. And one is that, you know, first of all, I think all those patients should, that, that just lost their caregivers, Nineteen, should write a letter to their local newspaper.
2: 19,000.
0: Yeah. Well, 19,000 people don't have a provider, provider
2: right now currently but the
0: people who just lost their provider you know that go to glacier health that go to big sky health in missoula right they should write a letter to the editor because our current law says that you have as a patient 10 days to name to the state your new provider yeah, so someone these in the people chat- that go to dispensaries yeah. a lot of them rent and if they rent, they have to have a signed affidavit from their landlord, acknowledge, the landlord acknowledging that they know the person is growing marijuana in their property and that they are aware that they are subject to asset forfeiture if that person is arrested. So no landlord is going to sign that. So the people who rent are now – have to find another provider. Now, if they keep taking out providers –
2: what There's the not going to be
0: anyone left for these people.
2: It went from what four thousand to four hundred. The MTCIA piece on the the, the absolutely the it went
0: from four thousand to four hundred. Wow! Now when we started and are we when, safer?
2: Are we more? Do you feel comfortable now? Are you more safe at night because of this?
0: There is some terrible. There are some terrible numbers with this, Matt. It's I mean, disgusting. when we when we had the law in June, we had thirty thousand patients and four thousand caregivers. All right. Now that averages out to seven and a half patients per per caregiver. Now, obviously, some caregivers had hundreds of patients, and many, many caregivers only had one patient or less than five, something like that. But now we have nearly as many patients. We have over twenty thousand patients. People are scared.
2: They don't want to put their neck on the line to grow six plants for their ten patients. You know, right? At
0: nine. 15,000 of those, like 25,000 patients, do not, name a pro- do not name a provider. So only 5,000 of the people, 5,800 of the people who are currently in the program have named a provider, okay? Of those 5,800 people, um, now they, there are 378 providers. That averages out to 15 patients per provider. So you've already doubled the load from Just what like was going that. on before the law take place wow. took place so 15 patients per provider now if 15 eat for each patient you get to have 16 plants four mature plants and 12 immature plants right that adds up to 240 plants 240 plants
2: Man, so, that's so much. I mean, be careful. now the feds
0: say, supposedly, if you have more than 100 plants, right. you're, you're in the line of fire.
2: That's always been the law, even before medical marijuana. That was always the law. If you grow over 100, you are on their radar, and they are going to come bust you eventually. It will happen. Right. You, everyone.
0: So now, if you have more than 15 patients, I mean, you you have to have 15 patients. I mean, the average is 15 patients. So, I mean, there are still people that have you know, 100 patients.
2: Sure. And then some know? that have, like, two.
0: Yeah. But if you have more than 100 plants, what's 100 plants? 100 plants is...
2: It's a whole garden. I mean, oh, no. Look at all it's the carnage. Eight pa- that's
0: eight patients. Yep. That's eight patients. So if you have more than eight patients, you're considered greedy. I heard people on Facebook today saying, oh, well, they were greedy.
2: Wow. How many how many patients does your local pharmacy have? I mean, exactly. can we compare it to that or no? Because how many people go into your local liquor store? I mean, do they, hey, sorry, guys, we're at our six-person limit, our six-wino limit. We're going to have to try again tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> like, really? Yep.
0: Maybe, maybe you'll win then. Yep. Yeah.
2: Better luck so, next time.
0: I think that people in our own industry, people on our own side, need to understand that the people who are serving these patients – the people who are left now are not greedy. The people who are left are dying to participate in this program. They want to help people. They love what they do. They believe that it's right. They've stuck through it, through and through, and, and they deserve to be here.
2: Yep. And, and, they, and they, yeah, as that's... every
0: caregiver gets shut down, all those patients need to find someone else. So the providers that are left are taking on more and more patients, even if they don't want to. And that puts them at a bigger and bigger risk.
2: And then what? They'll come back and clean them up and it'll go from 400 right. to 40. And now where are exactly. getting pot? Oh, from Canada again. Do you guys remember the black market? It's time to yeah. call up that old friend. That's all they're doing. And I mean, yeah. they have to know that because that feeds their other side of the business. The more black market they have, the more big busts they can do uh, internationally. Mexico yeah. and Canada.
0: And the the, the the law enforcement's press release noted that people with illnesses who are in clear and unambiguous compliance they with were state not law messed were with. not the focus of the investigation.
2: Only the people... Oh, really? This is the marijuana tax stamp program all over again. Hey, yeah. you guys can smoke your pot all you want. Good luck getting it, though.
0: Yeah, you can't get it. You That's cannot exactly get That's exactly
2: what they did back then. Like, really? You guys have nothing new- newer to hit us with? Like... <laughs> Wow, okay. I'll just go to wiki and learn all about it. Uh, So, oh, uh, going back to the Honorable Jeremiah Lynch here on this uh, page I found. Great Falls attorney, he has been named the new U.S. magistrate in Missoula uh, when he was 54, clerked 14 years for former U.S. District Judge Paul Hatfield in Great Falls before becoming a, quote, pretty broad private practice attorney for the past 10 years. Judge Lynch, you're a pretty broad. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Lynch was born and raised in Butte. He attended Carroll College, Montana State U, and the University of Montana, graduating from UM's law school a year after I was born in 81. That's the guy. Thank you. Thank you, Lynch. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it.
0: And his position is now up for grabs.
2: Oh. He's what? <laughs> I said up for grabs. No, he's a yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, U.S. magistrate.
0: U.S. magistrate.
2: So what does that mean? He is uh, the law of the land in essence? I don't know. Man.
0: These are things we need to find out.
2: Yep. Definitely. But I tell you, I
0: learned a lot of stuff when I was in Los Angeles last month. Oh, where
2: would you go down the there for? the Drug
0: Policy Reform Conference.
2: Oh, really? Tell me yeah. about it, yeah. please.
0: It was very illuminating and... Uh, e- one thing we learned is that um, we have a lot of allies that we need to exploit and, and work with. That we do. And uh, one thing that, that uh, Ethan Nadelman says is um, a lot of people come to him and they say, you guys just want to get high. And he looks at them and he says, okay, you're right. <laughs> but we are the people who love drugs and we are the people who hate drugs and we are everyone in between. Yep. We are the people who are white, we are the people who are black, we are people who everyone in between. We are gay, we are straight and we are everyone in between. We are everyone and we want drug policy reform.
2: We're the 99. I mean that, We're that the 99, sums it up right there. A lot
0: of people who want drug policy reform don't want to have anything to do with marijuana, but they have suffered, their families have suffered from the war on drugs. Yep. And they have their lives have been destroyed by the war on drugs, not by drugs and those people are with us also and we need to get with them and and yeah. work with them and uh we are actually getting a um some support from the gun lobby and uh we're going to we're going to really i think we 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 came across as a as a very nice together motivated state when we went there Good. there were probably a dozen of us that that went to the conference
2: from here and from Montana? From, Mer-
0: from Montana nice and we stood up in every single seminar and said hi I'm from Montana and I got a question
2: nice <laughs> and
0: uh, by the end of the conference everyone was like wow do you see those Montana people yeah they don't mess so, around <laughs> uh, you know we didn't we weren't sitting in the closet we weren't hiding in the shadows we said you know we're part of this fight and we want to be part of it and we want we want to help you and we want your help
2: that's awesome i think that it's gonna be key to even going to these things in person utilizing the social network infrastructure we've all created here i think all of this stuff is gonna be massive in our fight against you know what they're doing i mean we can communicate we can share information there's a lot of tools we have at our disposal now that they didn't have back in the day. And I think that's gonna be also part of our huge advantage. That and the the voting generation. If we can get them to vote, right. there's so many of them. Kids my right. brother's age, kids younger than him, like that as that generation gets there, they know what's up. They're not fooled by this reefer madness bullshit. Like they, they grew up with the internet. Like you and me, we had to figure it out for ourselves. Once the internet finally came into being, but like these kids were born with it, they know, right? And I think that's going to be huge. Their numbers are massive. They kicked us over the seven hundred billion or the seven billion mark. You know, like
0: we need to get them to the polls. We need to help them understand that it it matters if you vote, and and not just. And I understand it can be really depressing to vote for a person. I voted for Obama. Damn, I am disappointed. I'm betrayed. No one knew. I am. I'm very sad, and I and I I've, I've lost all my hope and change. Fool me it's once. Really depressing.
2: <laughs> Fool me but, twice. But a
0: but a topic a, 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 an issue when you vote on an issue or a citizens initiative that doesn't change after you vote on it.
2: No, that's important.
0: That's that's in black and white. That's it a, can't that's lie to you. It doesn't go. It doesn't change its mind. It doesn't sell its soul to to, you know, big industry tobacco, or corporations or whatever, pharma. it doesn't change.
2: It's not lying to us. It's not cheating on us. It's not lying us. to us
0: to make us like him. That's
2: right. You know, it's,
0: it's just, it is what it is, and you can read all about it. You information. Know? That's, it's
2: that's information. That's what you can
0: vote for or vote against, you know. Those are the things that, that, that are worth going to the poll for.
2: I think if we can do that with that generation, that'll be a huge uh, a huge push. Um I've been well, we, seeing
0: we did almost we registered almost probably ten thousand people yeah, when we just, did the summer campaign.
2: Just with that petition. That was great.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, in the chat here I'm seeing Bob Fanning, I'm seeing Chuck Baldwin. What do you know about those guys? Are are they gonna be potential uh saviors for lack of a better term? I've also seen uh Ron uh Van Vender Van De Vender online Van De Vender. talking a lot yeah. wanting to do some governor uh running. Well, do we, It looks like we have some options now.
0: It does look like we have some options, and the f- the fun part about that is that it forces people to talk about stuff.
2: Exactly, and that's you know, key. I mean,
0: even people who are behind in the polls, like there, who's who's that one Republican guy who's way behind in the polls? Mm. Um, he looks like Mitt Romney. Looks, the white he's guy. The other Mormon. What? Oh, <laughs> uh, he's like the other Mormon guy who looks just like Mitt Romney. And uh, I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but he he speaks the truth now. He's like in last place. They don't even talk to him anymore, you know. Except that he's good looking, so they occasionally want to get a clip of him. Sure,
2: he's good. He like speaks
0: the truth now. He says things like, "How can you be the party of the future to the Republicans if you don't even believe in evolution? Wow! If you don't believe in global warming, (laughs) how can you help us with our future?" And I'm like, "Oh my God, you!" You're, I love you. I would vote for you because you're like the, at the bottom of the poll, you know. I mean, like Hunts. Nobody's even paying attention to this guy. And he's using that position to bring forth the truth. And I think even if Ron n- never gets to the, to the front of the poll, I think he brings back – he brings great stuff to the conversation. And it forces that. other people yep. to talk about it.
2: Was it Rick Santorum? He no, it not like Rick no? was not Rick Santorum. Rick Santorum
0: has no reason to breathe. He's using my air. <laughs> Rick...
2: no, it's... Was it no, Rick Perry?
0: It's... It's, uh...
2: Buddy Romer? Rick Perry? No,
0: Buddy Romer is awesome, though.
2: Tom Miller? No. Gary Johnson? John Huntsman? No. No. no.
0: What? Yeah, John Huntsman. Oh,
2: okay. John Huntsman. That's who it
0: was. Yeah, John Huntsman. Ah, uh, yes. He's, like, using his place to, like... Just come forward and Spouting say. Spouting
2: off at the mouth. That's kind of what yeah. suicidal people do right before they kill themselves. He's like, you know what? <laughs> know, it's but... <laughs> all out here now.
0: I it hate you. It makes me you. want to reach through the TV and go, oh, thank you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's great. He's like, I've said it <laughs> all. I'm I know done. this is
0: killing you, you know, but
2: <laughs> keep saying it. Go, go, go. <laughs>
0: Yo, I know. Exactly. We just need somebody who's not completely crazy.
2: Right. Or in the pockets of the lobbyists that are controlling right. everything else. Right. but I think that's also a huge part of it too is that back back in the day again we the media was what they told us it was nowadays like people don't have to get their news from the TV you have other potential choices for your information signals and it's unbiased and it's not filled with this mind control bullshit that they're trying to you know instill in everybody like shit it's 530 better get home and turn the TV on drink my paps you know like that's what people do and they sit there and the TV just tells them here's what you're going to vote for here's what you're going to do here's how you're going to F your wife here's everything you're going to do to live and the more we can get away from that also I think the more open people will start thinking and I think that that will help as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, the TV news is pretty pretty sad.
2: It's so crazy. I have I have the article so here from a KXLH Helena about the raids. And right. yeah, they they go just like you said, manufacture marijuana possession intent to distribute violation of here conspiracy to commit the offense of manufacture. So, not only did you manufacture, but you also thought about manufacturing and Possession well, they, they
0: basically just regurgitate the press release. It's all the that's same. That's all they're doing. They're not making it's news. It's all the same charge. It's it's what I've what I've mentioned. You know, in, in the times that I've talked to the the press this summer, uh, you know, and off camera we talk about other stuff that's happening. And I said, you know, you need to ask the second question. You need to ask a follow up question. You know, like when they say we had a warrant for $4 million in the bank, you have to say, oh, well, how much did you get?
2: How many did you actually arrest? How many
0: did you see? You know, I, I, mm-hmm. you know, that there needs to be a follow-up question. You can't just keep regurgitating the garbage that they say. Like when I was, uh, I wonder how I was much in the they're studio like... the same week that that 8,000 uh, plant grow yeah. was found in Superior or in, the, in, the, in Lolo National Forest, and they were talking about how it was like 8,000. No, it was like 3,000 plants, $8 million. They showed some camera footage of it, and they were like these knee-high, scraggly little things with like three t- little buds on them that somebody had deserted in the woods three months before. And like a can of baked beans and some old fertilizer. Wow. And I'm like, really? That's like a drug cartel? And That's how you talking about?
2: how much money was spent in conducting that operation?
0: I was like, literally, uh, the headline should be, DEA finds their old grow that they lost. <laughs>
2: like 10 years ago.
0: Yeah, you know, that, that's... You that's know what, what though?
2: It, it totally makes sense why we're in such a debt. Like, these guys spend a million and get 5000 back.
0: Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. no
2: shit, we're, we're so behind because you guys are wasting everything.
0: Right. And the people in, uh, I know the people in Seattle have gotten some inf- more information about the warrants that were served on them uh, a week ago. And uh, they've found out that law enforcement's been watching them for the a year. last year. year. You know? That's what it And they're it sending was. people yep. uh, in there, patients into the dispensaries, and they buy small amounts of marijuana, just like you can, by law, and then they walk back out. Wait,
2: l- legal patients? Yes. So then, what's the problem? I mean, I can see if he exactly. like. Exactly. Are they making? You know, but then
0: the guys are sitting across the street in their car, and they say, "Well, it didn't look like any of the people who went in that dispensary are sick."
2: Wow! Because you're a doctor you know?
0: now. I exactly. You're and barely you're practicing a cop from a car across the street.
2: You're barely a cop. You're not a. I mean, come on.
0: Exactly, and I think we need to we need to remember that people take marijuana for mel for wellness. Preventative, not not for sickness, and that if they looked sick, then perhaps the marijuana wasn't helping them. True. You know, we don't look at people who are, you know, take antidepressant drugs and say, "Well, you don't look depressed." (laughs) Why are you so (laughs) taking the antidepressant drugs? Okay. (laughs) You know, I mean, you, you understand? I mean, how how counterintuitive that is that they don't look sick, but that they don't look sick because they're taking medicine that makes them feel better. That's why. So.
2: It's like they wasted
0: a a year's worth of surveillance on these people,
2: too. They did a year here, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Just watching people like what a job, right? I can do that with what I have here as a podcast studio. Like we can take (laughs) this laptop and go in my car and we can park in front of dispensaries and you can go in and buy pot and then come back out and we'll smoke it and we'll watch people go in and out like what a (laughs) life. I want to get paid to do that.
0: Yeah, well, your tax dollars are paying for it. That's for sure.
2: I, I, I instead of paying for that, I want to get paid for that. I, Seriously, I, I don't want this to. God, that that's so appalling. And Livingston, we had a another. When did that happen? That was the same day, was it?
0: That was very odd. That was like someone called in because the door was open on this house for a day and a half. That was just that was chilling. Really...
2: Like door wide open.
0: The, uh, that's apparently what the call said and so the cops went to go check it out and apparently found out a, a, what seemed to apparently be an abandoned house that had 182 plants in it
2: there's I where know. that went <laughs> I know. this is sunday I afternoon is. two park county sheriff's deputies went there and uh, green acres it's the place to be Farm yeah, living. They said that's we a just immediately me.
0: turned this over to the feds because we thought, you know, 182 plants, that's a huge grow. <laughs> oh, no. The, we went in there. Do you
2: have a press there. release
0: in front of you? I, can't, I don't even know if I have it right now. but
2: uh, I have the, the article. It says the deputies entered the house and found 182 marijuana plants in various stages of growth in yeah. plain view. Those bastards. Uh, the deputy seized the plants. Thank goodness. No one was home at the time. Just yeah. business as usual, just walking into people's homes and stealing their shit. Thank you. I feel <laughs> so much safer. In this last week, you guys have knocked out like at least 300 plants. Like I mean, thank you. That I Oh, yeah. I couldn't go anywhere in town. 1000 plants. Rose, I couldn't go anywhere in town without pot plants like trying to trip me, trying to stab me, they were trying to <laughs> shoot me. Were they stealing your it's, purse? They were stealing my – <laughs> it was <laughs> – pot plants are crazy here, man. They don't mess around. <laughs>
0: they're, they're on PCP.
2: These pot plants are on PCP, God damn it! and we need to put a stop to it.
0: We now, need to put a stop to it. Come
2: get them and sell them on the black market like you're supposed <laughs> to.
0: <laughs> I know. They're way safer there. If you just buy them in the Albertsons parking lot, it's way safer than buying them in the store.
2: Apparently. I don't. I don't want to smoke BC buds anymore, Rose. I know. This it's is a sad. A sh- sad it's a crying shame. The Canadians and the Mexican cartels are having parties right now.
0: They are. Thank it is you. the black market bill, and Thank now they've started. Well, they haven't started. They've they they haven't started uh, enforcing it yet. But I guess they're just not even gonna enforce it. They're just gonna say, invite the feds in, and, and then just s- come take our shit,
2: and then leave. And then once you get set back up again, they'll do it again. I guess. How do you keep a business in the positive when people keep? This is like the mafia. Hey, if you don't pay me a hundred dollars a week, I'm gonna break your fucking legs, and that's <laughs> that's their business model. Except
0: yeah, they want way more than a hundred bucks a week. Well, right. if they wanted a hundred bucks a week, you no, know, pr- no hey, problem.
2: Hey, we can do that. We can make. We could a work deal. that. We
0: could work something out. Will works. Some- <laughs>
2: But you actually get a bonus. They just want to come
0: break your legs without even asking.
2: Yeah, right. Pretty much. You know? They, yeah, they they need to get bonuses for how many pot plants they don't steal. How about that? Like, I didn't steal any. Well, here's your thousand dollar bonus. Good job. <laughs>
0: Something else I learned at the conference that I wanted to transfer Mm -hmm. here is um, I went to a seminar about uh, how people use cannabis, or I guess what it was, and uh, there were a couple studies, or one study that's been published that was done in California, and another group uh, in Oakland is working on another study, but basically, it's it's a patient survey that Get some basic demographics and then asks people questions about how they use cannabis and what their conditions are and what pharmaceuticals they take and what side effects do those have and what you use marijuana for. Do you use it to substitute for any of those? What other therapies have you tried? That sort of thing. And I'd like to to, um, distribute that yeah, To definitely. the doctors who are doing recommendations. And at the time of the recommendation, the patient fills this out. And then they send these surveys back to me. And I'm hoping to get a year's worth of data
2: that would be in great. time for the
0: next legislative session. And have it all, you know, just oh, wow. Statistified, you know, by yeah. getting some good statisticians to work it. And, uh, and get some really good um, information on you who could, is using cannabis yeah. in our state.
2: Right, because what what's their argument? It's the kids and people. It's always the kids. It's the kids. Stop it's using the kids and kids. the people who
0: you uh, are in that fake chronic pain.
2: This makes me want to have a kid just so I can be like not mine. Mine's fine. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you guys suck at being parents. Do you ever think of that? Huh? Okay. I think
0: the people whose parent the parents whose kids are on cannabis those kids need cannabis. Right. Those parents need their their kids to have cannabis, you know, but now the new law says that they have to be the (laughs) caregiver for their child, which means they have to grow the cannabis and they have to promise to never let the kids smoke. So the kid always has to have edibles. So not only does the parent have to grow cannabis, the parent has to make edibles for their kid and be in complete control of any, you know, edibles that they make. But, in in addition to taking care of a troubled child,
2: yeah, on top that's got to be a handful. But so yeah. you're telling me that when the, these kids turn eighteen, they can go smoke cigarettes all they want, right, and get emphysema Absolutely. and cancer most likely and die. No problem. But they have to consume their pot in this specific way. I mean, I guess it's better than yeah. nothing, and maybe better than Ritalin or me- you know methylphenidate and Adderall, whatever you're giving these kids to calm them the hell down, like. The and pot. I don't think
0: that – I think that probably a lot of kids don't smoke. You know, the kids who, who are on cannabis, that most of them probably do take take right. it orally in an edible form. But it's not for the state to dictate.
2: No, at all.
0: That's practicing medicine. And then it's, Are they it's doctors? unacceptable. <laughs> Everyone's
2: getting their doctor licenses. It's like DeVry up in here or something. Just who else? <laughs> Anybody
0: else? Yes.
2: <It> <laughs> I'm, I'm a gynecologist, did I mention. <laughs> like, come on. You? No, you're not. You're stealing. You're a thief. That's what you are. You're a thief, and that's all. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The that's crazy, and it, it happened in Washington, like we said, and all well coordinated. All if you look at it from a military tactical viewpoint, all completely expected moves. If we were the enemy of the state or the federal, absolutely.
0: Because actually, a few months ago, Seattle kind of did some some pushback. Yeah. At the feds. And they said, this is how we're going to run our, fed, our program in Seattle. I don't give a, care what the rest of you guys are doing in Washington, you know, but these are our regulations and they work for us. And uh, and so they had dispensaries with because there's no dispensaries allowed in Washington. And they had closed down the feds that came and shut down all the ones in Spokane. But the people in Seattle pushed back and they were like, listen, we're going to have dispensaries and this is how we're going to do it. Well, you know, it took the feds like two months to come in and say, oh, are you?
2: Huh. Not if we can help it. We're here to not make you. Not if we you... can help it. And yeah. if you look at it, I think it would be good to have those statistics just because to, to get a study going, you really have to push the fact that, no, I'm trying to find anything negative I can about pod. I, I'll make up shit. I don't care. Uh, right. Otherwise, they're not going to let you have your schedule one license to do research. So if we can get people that are already smoking to, you know, start documenting on paper or digitally what what's happening here. I mean, document as much of it as you feel comfortable doing. I think right. being able to collate that information and scrape it for signals, I think that would be huge.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to... Yeah, to that's successfully great. doing that, I'm I'm the only person in Montana that's that's doing it. It's my little wild hair, so I'm I'm looking for a lot of cooperation, well, um, and I'm need... looking to track down doctors. I yeah. know there are doctors who do a lot of recommendations, but I'm looking for doctors who who are under the radar who only do a few recommendations with patients that are, have been their patients for years and years. Right. Um, you know family what we doctors, need? that sort of thing. I need to find those guys, too.
2: We need, like, an I2P darknet that's, like, fully encrypted that people can log on to and be like, yo, I need some weed. And then, no, but I I think, you know, the more that this turns into a war, the more people need to be more self-conscious, more, more, more about what they're posting online, how they're talking, stuff like that. I mean, it it hasn't gotten to that point yet, but I can see it. It's not a far-fetched idea that they're going to be like, you posted this on Facebook, you're under arrest. You know, like, how long until that's how we're living?
0: Yeah. I mean, I talked to online today, I talked to a kid who is 18 and, and lives in a non-medical state. He has a rare form of arthritis. It keeps him in a chair or, or bedridden wow. all the time. And he smokes marijuana all the time. And you know, I bet I it mean, helps. This is how he lives. So I, you know, I I talked to him and I was like, hey, you know, are you in a medical state? Maybe some edibles would work better for you to keep like long term, you know, even pain control. Yeah. And he said, no, I'm not. You know, he has to buy his shit on the black market. I get the dirt he weed. does have access to anybody who does testing or anyone who makes that's you know consistent far you know, edibles or
2: that's such a shame. <clears throat> and so
0: we – but this is how he deals.
2: Right. And he's he's probably doing better than if he was not. You know.
0: Absolutely. And that Absolutely. sucks
2: that really sucks to have to be put in the position to make the choice my health or am I going to go to jail? And granted, like you said in the, in the release, they're not messing with patients, but how long until, but they are, they absolutely are.
0: And I really wonder, you know, and I don't, I don't know whether, you know, you know, if, if any of the lawyers online can, can comment on this, but I truly feel that there is a civil action suit against, the against law enforcement for taking these people's medicine
2: absolutely
0: especially now that the law has made it in such a way that they have i mean there there is no ambiguity in 10 days you need to tell the state where you're getting your medicine at
2: so you can go rob them next Cool. so you can
0: go rob them next cool. exactly so and then and then you know in real life you know those people have to take another two or three months to grow some Grow some, some, starting for over, them, right?
2: Yeah, it's not right away. I mean, and then
0: people can't take on that many patients. Yep. You know, there are hundreds of patients now that have lost their caregiver in the last week.
2: And I know and
0: they need to find another provider.
2: Yep. And I know people firsthand that are like, that's it. I have kids. I, I can't. I can't anymore. I want to help, but I can't. Right. And I mean, I don't blame them. Like, you, no. if you have kids, if you make the choice to reproduce, like, your first and foremost thought is the well-being of your children, you know, screw whoever needs to get pot today. Like, you need to right. be responsible for your kids and I understand that. It sucks that you're taking these good people from, you know, a decent paying job to making them work at like a Papa John's or something. Like, come on.
0: <laughs> it sucks. That is sad. It's so, depressing, you know? I mean, these Yeah, it's really it's really sad. And and what do you do as a exactly. as a provider when what? these people come to your door and you're like, you, you know, rebuild? they're really sick. They their their provider was just ripped off the mat and they're yep. trying to find a new one. And and you know, what if or you just, can only take ten more patients but exactly. fifty show up?
2: Yep. Then what? Sorry guys. Then what? I'll meet you around back.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean like how Yeah. And There's
0: nowhere in the law that they're required to make sure that there is a supply.
2: Oh no, absolutely. And for, in, in for the, our specific... original
0: law in I one forty eight, an uninterrupted safe supply was part of the law.
2: Yep. And you know that was done on purpose. It was yes. the marijuana tax stamp. That's sad. Well, do you have anything else you wanted to mention? I, I'm going to add to our call here. the The gentleman from Florida, he actually got a call back from the police commissioner. And uh, about the whole taking the, the phone and the camera and handcuffing, uh, about that whole thing. So uh, if wow. if you don't have anything else, yeah, he actually, like, was calling him up and stuff. So I, I want to get him on the line and have him. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and he's the one that said, you know, it was his concerns about the the whole federal pushing around our local officers and all that stuff. So. Uh, no, I think no, no, if, they're
0: volunteering.
2: Well, yeah, I'm sure they are.
0: <laughs> Which is sad.
2: So we'll call him... Z-Z-Z, triple, what, what are we calling you, sir? Oh, hey, MDS is my name. Uh, what's up, MDS? How you doing? Pretty good. Can you hear me? Yep, sounds perfect. Rose, can we hear you still?
0: Yep, I hear you guys. Hi, Rose. Beautiful. Hi.
1: Well, yeah, I um, I, well, what I want to do is, is sort of recount uh, where I'm coming from and why I'm so outraged and so angry about this. And then, with your permission, if you're okay with it, I want to proceed with with telling everybody what I did about it. And it sounds like you're okay with it, but, yeah, for um, sure,
2: and just to to reiterate, you're from Florida, like you don't even live here, and you're outraged right. about this like
1: yeah well I, and, and and I'm outraged but but as you mentioned, I'm outraged from a slightly different angle. You guys on this show have done a great job week after week after week for a long time, uh talking about why. Why Why the feds are doing this, why it's bad. And, but but from my angle, I, I always assumed the feds were going to do this. So certainly when, when Sandy's uh, business went under, I, I wasn't surprised. Because uh, the feds are going to do what they're going to do. Right.
2: And they've been and, doing it, and they will continue to do it until we actually get their orders changed, right? Right.
1: And 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 that's what you've been covering week after week after week. It, it, it's like the scorpion on the rowboat. They're going <laughs> to do what they're going to do. Right. And the, the the other thing I've done recently is is I read a, a couple of books about hackers. I read the Ghost in the Wires book about uh, by Kevin, Kevin Mitnick. Yep,
2: good book. I'm, uh, I'm listening to that I, actually <laughs> right now. Yeah,
1: I I, I read. Uh, I read earlier books about Kevin Paulson. I read right. the recent book by Kevin Paulson about the credit card hackers. I forget the name of it. And all those books make me realize your number one rule is you do not mess with the feds. You do not fuck with the feds. You do not, yep. if whatever the feds are going to do, they're going to do. That's how and each I, of these he shouldn't people, be surprised.
2: that's how they each got caught, wasn't it? They got a little too uh, like, like a game, because it's always a game to the hackers. They're like, "Ooh, I wonder if I can do this, or I wonder if I can do that." And once they got on the feds' radar and they started teasing them and being like, "I'm untouchable, come find me," the feds came and found them. You know, that's
1: that's just how it goes. The the, the feds are not anything to to mess with. When, when when the feds get involved, when you're on the feds' radar, disappear. You, you duck. You cover. And you and and look out because they can twist any law they want and and get you.
2: And that sucks. That that's how things are, but yeah.
1: No. So so anyway, in in summary, you guys have that covered and you you've uh you've talked about it quite eloquently. What I was outraged about was what happened to you. And in particular what the local cops did to you. And I'm not a lawyer. Even if I were a lawyer, I certainly don't know anything about Montana law. But it sure. seems to me like your rights were violated when they took your phone and started searching it and when they put you in handcuffs. That was outrageous to me. I was incredibly upset about it. I'm still upset about it. I know you were upset about it, too. You're all jokey today. Yeah. But this was, when it happened, was no laughing matter the other day. Yeah,
2: there's a reason we didn't do a show when it happened. Like, it's all, it's in hindsight, I'm I'm over it to a point. But, yeah, when it happened, like, just looking in their eyes when they're like, you're in over your head, like, that's... That's creepy, man. That really skewed me out a little bit. Right, they were threatening you
1: exactly, and And it wasn't. And it was either, and either the local cops were doing this, or they were doing the bidding of,
2: of the feds. And I thought that was just totally outrageous. They're saving manpower by using the local, the local resource, you know. And you know, by the letter of the law, did they violate your rights?
1: I don't know, and, and 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 a lot of these kind of things, especially searching cell phones, it's a very new area of the law. and right. It's different different jurisdictions. I have no idea if it was actually a violation of your rights, but certainly felt like it, and that certainly was why you were so angry.
2: yeah, absolutely, and just like being swarmed like that, just from standing on the corner, and yeah, you know, filming a public display of these this theft happening, and just. Not being in the way, not obstructing justice. I wasn't like, Ian, I'm coming to get you, bro. Going to bust you out. (laughs) Like, it wasn't anything like that. I was absolutely just standing in the corner by this building, like, holding my phone and watching this all transpire. And and, then, and you got cuffed by the local cops. Yeah. <laughs> the phone got grabbed by a Fed, but it got grabbed by a
1: Fed while and the local cops were standing there doing nothing. It seems like right. the local cops should be supporting the local people, not standing by and letting the feds run rush out under their citizens. Right. Their citizens.
2: And that's we talked I talked about this with someone on Facebook. I said, what what if what what would it take for the local cops to to stand up and be like, you know, this isn't right. We're not gonna do this. It seemed like there would be a big court martial and like it, it it would be in their best interest to do what they're told, it seems. Especially like they have families, that's their job, and I understand that, but it I don't know, man. I it doesn't seem like it it should happen as it did.
0: I have right. a question, and MDS, about the, the the role of the sheriff in uh in, in these sort of situations where I've been reading uh, how how the the county sheriff has the ultimate authority in their district, and they have the power or to to tell the federal government that they're not allowed to enforce something in their district that they they are not allowed to to if to interfere with it within their county they have the power to do that, and there uh-huh. are sheriffs around the country that are doing that. When the feds are confiscating cattle and water rights, when the feds are—I um, don't know—doing certain uh, uh, immigration work or or that sort of thing, and and like the sheriff in uh, Marin County, north mm-hmm. of San Francisco, he he was uh, worked out a, a cannabis tracking program with the, with the growers in his area, uh, a very clear where every plant was tagged, everything had a barcode and it was inventory and there was constantly turned over and it was always, uh, um, there was, you know, a a regular inspection schedule with the, with the growers. And then the feds just came in two weeks ago and they cut this place down. Mm. And that every, everybody was happy there. The grower was happy, the sheriff was happy, the community was happy, the The patients were happy, and the Fed came in and chopped everything down against, you know, against the, the, the sheriff had no idea that this was going to happen in his district.
1: Well, it's a really fascinating question is why are why did the Kalispell City Cops act like this? Were, were they coerced by the Feds? Is it? Is it a question of the of, 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 of money that they're getting? Is it a question of the forfeiture rules that gives them incentive to do that, as you guys were talking about earlier? It's a really interesting question, and that's one reason I really wanted to dive into this, to see what is going on and, and why is this happening and why are the Kalispell City Cops acting like this?
2: And you know you can't ask them. Like, I, I looked at them, I was like, I don't, really at all understand what's happening here and all you get is shut up like that's all you get there's no yeah let's talk about this oh yeah Mm -hmm. i'm sorry that was the correct social and i apologize for handcuffing you would you like to discuss like it's like get out of here don't let me see you around here again like total just wow you know and well, it,
1: it's a real interesting question that Rose brings up. Do they have a choice? Are they being coerced or, or, or do they have the option to accompany the feds right. and, and to do
2: their bidding? It's like blink. I don't once. think th-
0: I'm sure they have the option of whether they accompany or not.
2: Do you think you it's know, a volunteer I think thing? They get right? a Piece of the pie. They're like, Hey, the feds are coming in and rating three places. Who's in. And everyone's like, Oh,
0: ooh, ooh, me, 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 me. Ooh, ooh, ooh.
2: Like they, yes, I can totally see it going down like that.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
2: And I I don't know like how like you said what if what if they would have stopped someone uh, Justin fan orange and or yellow in the chat says what about the governor can't he issue national guard if needed like I would love to see the national guard come in and like be like no you're stealing stop it <laughs> and just spank them you know and be like get out of here now
0: well that's it's really curious because you know our legislators they they really like to to proclaim that they are for states' rights.
2: Right, until it comes down to it.
0: But until it comes to marijuana, you know, when it comes to wolves, they're all about it. Smoke a pack a day. They're all about it. (laughs) But when it comes to marijuana and what, you know, 60 to 70 percent of the population has voted for in this state, um, they're still not willing to to stand up for us. And I think that needs to be addressed.
1: So let me describe what I did next. I I can't overstate how upset I was. Matt's a good friend of mine. I feel his rights were violated, maybe not legally, but certainly morally they were violated. And I thought this was just – the word that keeps coming to mind is outrageous. I thought it was outrageous behavior by these local cops. Yeah, the, 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 but the feds did it was outrageous, but, but like we said, you guys have covered that very well. And, sure. and this really hit home to me that my friend was in handcuffs, and I was so upset. And and I want to tell you what I did about it. I, I, I got on the web, and I started looking on the Kalispell website to see who was in charge of the police department. And I quickly uncovered that there was a police commission, and... This was not a commission like a, a police commissioner like in Batman. This is a a, a police commission, a, a, a citizen commission, of well-respected members of the community. Right. Um, and I, I quickly discovered that the commissioners were James Ness, who's the director of Glacier Bank, uh, Joan Jellison, and Doc Harkins. And I wanted to get a hold of them. I thought, wow, they would be the people I would go to. Some citizen commission. I don't want to go to the police department. I want to find out. How do we, how, who do we talk to? How, who do we talk to about this craziness that happened and, and, and how can we find out why it happened? Right. Or, and, or, or how to make a complaint. So, of course, I didn't want to call the police department. <laughs> right. Right, right. Right. but The police department just did this. I don't want to call the police department. I want, I want to talk to a commissioner. So there were no phone numbers on the website of, of the commissioner. So I called city hall. Good next step. So I, said, I, I need the phone numbers of the three commissioners. They go, huh? <laughs> oh. They go, who? What? Do we have that here? Hold on. It, 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 Let, me on my list. Let me transfer ca- you. Let me connect you to the police department.
2: <laughs> oh no.
1: <laughs> oh boy, here we go. So the police department answers the phone. I say, I want to talk to. I need the phone numbers of the commissioners. They go, huh? <laughs> and they go what is that is that a county commission i say no it's a city commission city cowsville here are their names oh we don't have their names well let, you know what let me call you back i go oh gosh so i wait a half hour i wait an hour so then i start um searching on the web i figure they're not going to call me back so i start searching on the web and i find the phone numbers for all three of these people so I flip a coin. I, I called Doc Harkins. <laughs> I had awesome. a long half-hour conversation with Doc Harkins, police commissioner. He uh, good old boy. Twenty-eight years with the Flathead County Sheriff's Department. Ran the jail for fourteen years. Uh, was a detective for fourteen years, and he gave me all sorts of ideas. But he said, "You know what? I'm not the guy. We're not the people you complain to." He said you can. You can do this. You can do that. Um, but but you can't complain to us because that's not our job.
0: <laughs> so. Sounds good. That's awesome. Wow. Well, Let me
1: transfer. For some of the options, he, he says, you know, you can call the ACLU in Montana, but by the way, they <laughs> suck. And I thought that was actually surprising because there's nobody that cops hate more than the ACLU. Right. But here's the police commissioner telling me to could call the aclu so i thought that was pretty funny but uh, um so 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 then here i am i'm giving all these options to matt on 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 text i'm saying well you can do this you can do that and i'm kind of frustrated but i'm just sort of sitting here stewing i'm still pissed 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 so a couple hours later my phone rings and um you ever heard of a guy matt named roger nasset yeah
2: sounds familiar I think I've seen Roger his name Nasset
1: in- is the chief of police of
2: Calisville huh. City. Interesting. Roger called me. Just, hey, how's it going, buddy? <laughs> and, hey, I hear you're looking for commissioners. Oh, wow. We don't have that anymore, but you got me now. <laughs> That's amazing. So, he actually called you back.
1: Roger called me back. Now, and, and, and by the way, Doc Harkins had told me that Roger Nasset is the shit. Roger Nasset good, is Right ethical guy you'll ever meet. He's the huh. most honest guy you'll ever meet. He's the greatest guy you ever meet. He he used to work for me, Doc says. Roger Nass is the guy. And whatever your problem is, you got to talk to Roger.
2: Nice. This guy's so, going to get something um, done. <laughs>
1: so Roger calls me. <laughs> and so I give him the story. I say, well, I got this friend and he feel like he was wronged and I can't go into it. But we're just wondering how to how to proceed from here, because he feels like one of your officers really mistreated him. He says, well, I recommend that you have him call me, make an appointment, and come in and talk to me. Here's my direct number. He says stuff happens, you know, that sometimes there's uh, traffic stops where people get offended. Most of the time stuff gets resolved just, just with talking it out. But uh, I really encourage your friend to come in and talk to me. And that conversation took about 15 minutes. This is after I talked for about half an hour with Doc Harkins and a few minutes with City Hall and a few minutes with the police department. So I spent probably an hour on the phone with uh, Kalispell Getting night.
2: well acquainted with our, our town's uh, official body here. And, and you know, that, that was actually, that, I, I actually agree
1: with Chief Massett that I think you got to go in and talk to him. But uh, that, that's where it stands, and
2: that's the story. So that, that's what I did. I thought that was just phenomenal, especially because that was you did way more than I did, <laughs> you know, just, oh. well,
1: you, you know, you, you were too pissed to do anything. I was, I, I, was I, I, I was so pissed. I had to do something, but you were, you were way too pissed to get on the phone that day. Believe me.
2: Yeah. There was no, there was no shows, no nothing. I pretty much like laid on the couch and watched Oprah reruns and ate ice cream. I, I was, wow. It was terrible. No, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so that was a long story But I'd like to throw it out to uh, to the
1: chat And throw it out to Rose uh, and, and what, what do you think he should do? Should he go in and talk to Roger or not?
2: And let me, while you think about this Rose Let me tell you I talked to a couple other people And what they told me was Think about it Because depending on what happens You and this officer have to live In this valley And it is not a very large place You've been here MDS you've seen it is yep. it worth whatever's going to happen, disciplinary or, or otherwise, to have a cop have a grudge for the rest of your life living in the valley, following you around? Well, I drive for a living. Do I really need this? <laughs> they called my work and was like, listen, we're tattling. And so that's, that's where I'm torn. And I do. I want to throw it out to the chat and anyone else. You can email info at hobboxpodcast.com, But what do you think? Is it worth what would ever happen to this officer, or d- d- should I just whatever, just let it go and be be done with it?
0: I think you should, uh, it... based on what i've what I've heard from MDS so far. but
2: Sh- I should... think you need
0: to approach it in the most constructive way possible. Right. and And you don't say, "I know Ian or you don't say anything about you know the people at Glacier Health. You just sure. say, Here's you know, what I happened. was here. I was going to deliver water. Right. I, I, it seemed like things were going unusual there. So I went to get a camera because I'm a concerned citizen. And this is what happened to me. And I felt as though it was inappropriate. And I understand that the safety of the officers is important. And I understand that we live in a small community and we all have to get along. And um, I think, I, I think that there's – you know discipline is is definitely going to be the last thing on the chief's mind but i think he does want to settle any bad feelings so that it can be constructive in the community
2: you know what the sad thing is the officer the local guy i know him he, right. we go right. we eat it wrap and roll together like, Does he know a, you
0: yeah and when that i mean, did he did he know you when he hit when he was doing this
2: yes and when check this out when i first went in there and I, I, when I very first went into the building and I was like, hey, I'm here to deliver water, he looked at me and I caught his <laughs> gaze for wally. a sec. It was so <laughs> crazy. I caught his gaze for a sec and he just, like, nothing short of mouthing the words, I'm so sorry. Like, right. He, but then outside when I came back the second time, it was very professional and business and you're under arrest or whatever. You know, you gave me, you lied to us. You gave us the wrong social like, I didn't even know him. And that's why I was like, and he's like, You're lucky, you know, when he was walking me back, he's like, You're lucky that I think you're a nice kid. You know, these guys, they, they'll put you away, you know. I was, and that's why I was like, You know, what charges? Tell me. And, you know, so. It, well, he,
0: he obviously feels as though he has a facade to hold up in front exa- of these right. other federal cops as well. I was looking at the list of people, list of uh, participants to the raid. Mm -hmm. It was the DEA, the IRS, Criminal Investigation Division, the FBI, the Secret Service, the the Missoula Police Department, Missoula County Sheriff's Office, Missoula High Intensity Drug Trafficking Task Force, and Ravalli County Sheriff. That was for down here. And then up there, they also had Immigration and Customs Enforcement. So you you had ICE. Uh, Montana Division of Criminal Investigations, Flathead County Sheriff, Kalispell, Police Department, and Northwest Montana Drug Task Force. Of
2: course. It's like I know I I look Hispanic when my mustache is not growing very good, but come on, guys. We're all Americans. (laughs) This is America.
1: (laughs) Let me circle back around and answer my own question. Please. Um, I, I, I think you should go in because... First of all, I think there's very little chance that anything bad's going to happen to this officer.
2: I'm sure, um, right? Right.
1: The, the other thing and, and this comes from working for big companies for 25 years, is you never approach, you shouldn't, and you should never approach it as a personal issue. You should think about and, and talk to the chief about. What is it about the system? What is it about this process? What is it about the way you arrange this, Chief? Oh, and by the way, he told me he was in meetings all day that day. Now I think I know why. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Interesting. He uh, he was probably in the meetings with the feds, right, and his own cops. Yep. Um, what is it about the system? What is it about the process that made this happen? And how can we make this process better? How can we make your department better? How can we learn from the from what happened here? Not so much that I'm vindictive about this cop, but, but you, you, you talk about it. And, and that's also, like I said, going into this, that's what's the most interesting. Why is the city? Why are the city cops? Why is the police department acting like this? and and how can we get to the bottom of this and how can we make it better and how can we get you to have more allegiance to our citizens instead of to the feds
2: right because
0: that's, yeah.
2: that's huge I think and if you can spin it that look this is going to benefit you in the long run because the people are going to love you for this
1: mm-hmm. yeah you don't go in looking for
2: blood for the guy that, that put you in handcuffs well obviously for a number of reasons I saw what happened in Iraq I'm not stupid
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he has every right to det- detain you. You know, I mean, maybe he does. He, I don't know. He, he does. Maybe he he does. doesn't necessarily have the right to take your camera. Because that, that seems a bit...
1: Because of... Yeah, but unfortunately it was the Fed that grabbed your camera, right?
2: Right. Well, yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure it was a Fed because then he, he came back and the local cop was like, he, when he told him about it, he's like, yeah, and he gave, he gave us his phone. And I was like, uh, no, <laughs> you actually took it and then passed it around like a $2 whore, but thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> By the way, one in six of these has poop on it, so enjoy that.
0: <laughs> I mean, it, Clarification.
2: Yeah, just yeah. Um, a um, uh, couple, couple other options,
1: just uh-huh. to throw them out there that that Doc Harkins, the commissioner, told me about, is if you got a serious, huge complaint, is you go to the the city or the county prosecutor's office and uh-huh. you file a, and you file a, a complaint. You swear out a complaint against that your rights were violated. And that I'm sure would go nowhere, but <laughs> Doc, that'll, uh, that'll stir Doc some shit was yeah, definitely all do the that. pieces and saying, you know, if, if you don't get satisfaction with Chief Nasset, then then that's a, that's one one thing you could try. But well, of course we'll, we'll Doc didn't you, have any we'll idea do. what I was talking about. Doc didn't know if this was, you know, somebody that said that cussed somebody out at a traffic stop. Yeah, or, like who did somebody you rear He had no idea. <laughs>
2: Who did you rear in? What's going on? Nothing to see here. Move along. (laughs) But, yeah, it's... I mean... I could spend a lot of time on this and, and, you know, make it into this whole rights thing. I'm just... The only thing I'm worried about is them coming back and making... Not necessarily more threats, but, like, actually starting to fuck with me. Like, I really... And I don't think it would happen. I mean, I just... Th- but they, you know, if you got the chief on your side, would I though? That's the thing. Like how
0: Uh it's always good to have a face though. You know, yeah, if you go def- in there and you're you're just you wanna keep it positive and say, how can we how can we make this constructive for everybody since uh this is obviously going to keep happening in our community. Right. You know right. um what are some things that went wrong during this event? What are some things that went right with this event? what should I tell my friends when I have an interaction, you know, how to handle an interaction with the police in your town.
2: Right. Oh, and by you the know, way, he we has do. a face
0: with you and that, that, that can only work in your favor. Tell you the truth.
2: Right. Oh, and by the way, we do podcasts live and everybody knows. So if you mess with me, they'll know. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Right.
1: And my, my, my mom's an attorney and she says that cops actually know less about the law than almost anybody on earth. That's well, sure. true.
0: I'm sure. That is a fact. <laughs> fact. That is um, a fact. And they but, yeah, they have to keep up with it, but they don't. And they you but, know, they it, have to, would, they,
2: That's what the attorneys are for, right? They right. do the cases. Sure. The cops are just but there it, to gather the bad guys, so to speak.
0: Right. And if you tell them, it what the would law be is
2: fascinating out there, just Wait, what's
1: that, sorry, Rose? Rose. It would be fascinating just to have a discussion with with the chief about well is it legal or not to videotape cops in public. Right. No cops hated, but but what's his policy on it and, and does he right. think what does he think about it?
2: Right, because what happens Absolutely. what happens during these Occupy things that people are doing even here at Depot Park in a smaller, you know, sense of of the whole Occupy movement, but what happens when the cops are there now and telling people to leave and there's people filming? You know, this is gonna come up again, regardless of the the situation it happens to be a part of. Mm-hmm.
1: One thing that that I think is a real opportunity for you, Matt, that, that I think you'd be a fool not to take advantage of is that you live in a town that's not that big a town. You don't live in New York City. And and to to just wave your hands and say the cops are corrupt or to wave your hands and say that cops lie right. wh- is a huge cop-out. you are yelling to for the you, wall. To, for you to not take the opportunity... To walk in the front door of that police station that you drive by every single freaking day. If I can, if, if that if the chief of police can call me here in Florida, you can damn well go in and make an appointment and talk to them. You know, this is not New York City, and you have a huge opportunity because you do live in a small town in the podunk one one ass cow town state of Montana. We have three cows,
2: three cows. Three cows, thank you. It. But yeah, no, that that's a good point, and I, I definitely should.
0: It is. It is an opportunity, and and because change, you know, all of our legislators are are very eager to cop out to the feds mm-hmm. and say, oh, things need to change at the federal level before we can do anything here in Montana. That
2: moves the but responsibility. That's not true.
0: It's the reverse is true, and yep. that change happens on the local level. And when enough change happens on the local level, the feds have to pay attention.
2: I to think, that. We, and it
0: starts with the city council. It starts. It starts yep. at the bottom.
2: I think we all need to invest in pinhole cameras for me to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but what one thing they did tell me is that Montana is a two-party consent state. So he said if that video has audio attached to it, I have to have their consent to film it, even if it's in public. Whoa. Right? But just the video alone... They said that, you know, he, he, was, he was really focused on two party and there's audio. That means you need my permission and that's illegal. And well, maybe, maybe not. Let's go back I, who, to. I was like, who said that? I was who like, can, can I have my phone back so I can Google it? You did. Like, come on. <laughs> no, uh, Justin. This was the Fed or the local? Uh, I think that was uh, one of the Feds. I could be wrong though. There was there was like so many of them, and it happened just like boom, boom, boom. And now I'm in cuffs. And where'd my phone go? Shit. Yeah, Yeah, but hey, we definitely
0: need to find out.
2: Yeah, cops cops don't know shit about the law, right? (laughs) If if you take away anything from this episode of the Hot Box, it's cops (laughs) don't know shit about the law. And they're just stealing people's things. Not nice, right?
0: You, you know, the the cops—they just—they what they want the most is to not have to deal with this shit. That, you know, when we were collecting signatures this summer, uh, you know, we got into confrontations with people, and and the police were called on on a couple occasions. Are you serious? And- yeah. Oh, and and the police uh they, they they don't know what the law is that you can tell them I have the right to collect signatures here, regardless of what this other person says. This is public property, this is the right of way. I can be here, I'm not blocking traffic, I'm 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 not interfering with commerce, I have the right to be here. Um and they don't care. They're like, Well, we don't know, so just stop fighting so we can go home and do something else. Right. You know, that uh. that's basically what they want. Because they don't know what the law is, and, and they're going to believe whoever is you know more important or clean-cut or For you know, the time owns being. a business or wears a tie or whatever before who, they're going to believe anybody else.
2: Yeah. It's who has you know, the lawyer, but, who has the the power to you know really fight that back. And, yeah, Jeff, and just, but, was a, you,
0: you don't even get to that point you know, because it's on the street. You know, nobody has a lawyer with them on the street, so it's just – you know it's just you and the cop trying to work stuff out.
2: We're getting and, uh, there though. What happens if I'm like Siri, what do you think about this? And Siri's <laughs> like, according to state law, Matthew, the, you know, right. that like we're almost to that point. I mean, it, granted if they take it that doesn't help, but, you know.
1: Matt, there was a uh the our, the the podcast of our friends in New York uh Sure. Uh, had had a show a couple days ago With John Neffel on it I don't know if you heard it But John Neffel was down at Occupy Wall Street Videotaping the cops and, and telling the story about that Oh wow! And he says cops hate being videotaped
2: They absolutely there's, there's do nothing that will set a cop off more Than turning a camera on him And they hide behind the It's for the cops safety Because my camera might have a gun in it Watch out uh, Like really? <laughs> That's a pretty far you should listen to that if you haven't it's funny yeah i haven't i'll have to check it out so well yeah it's I, i'll be interested when ian comes back to hear his whole take on it i mean like i said nobody got arrested they're fine he had to go help basically rebuild i mean what do you do when your your house gets knocked over you got to rebuild oh. Just just because he's fine now doesn't mean he's
1: fine. Just because he wasn't arrested doesn't mean he won't be judged. And
2: and we all understand that. And that's what he says he's the most uneasy about is because he doesn't know. He says at least if they would have arrested and pressed charges, I'd know what charges and then I could uh, act accordingly. Here, we have no idea. Do you- Rose,
1: do you know what's happened in, in previous raids of the people gotten charged or, yes. or has it just gone away? Yeah,
0: but they wait several months to do it. They have at least six months, if not longer, oh. to charge you with anything. Isn't that there fun? There are some people who are just now getting charged from the raids in in March. So uh, – or, or people have been notified that they're going to be charged. Um, <laughs> y- yeah. As it, soon it, as the whiteout They drag guys. it out. And, you know, the dragging it out is exhausting and very stressful – more stressful than, than is, the actual knowing, right?
2: Is that war tactic? Anticipation is worse than the actual event yeah. itself? That's crazy. I, did, I just thought of that.
0: Yeah, it's sick. Yeah. Man. And, it's, you know, so by the time they do charge you, usually at that point they pile on so many ridiculous charges – outrageous charges that they like to make sure that you are facing a lifetime in prison you know from their ridiculous charges and then they uh cut a deal they they start narrowing them down for you and they're like okay if you just plead guilty to this one drug charge pretty please you'll just have to serve five years oh is that all and after several months of this badgering that starts to look like a really good idea. <laughs> I mean, these people, they're like, oh, really, only five years? Because I was facing life in prison last month. You yeah. know? So,
2: That's so you No, know, It
0: reprioritizes everything in your brain, and, and you know, they beat these people down. So, mind
2: games. Complete right, instead mind of games. being
0: able to, to you know, have the strength to say, no, I'm going to go to court, because if they go to court, all negotiations end. And they go back to the hunt, the life in prison, right. stacked charges, and that's, I mean, there's no negotiation after that.
2: Yeah, that's got to be a that's got to be so intense when you're thinking about it in those terms.
0: Right. So, I mean, it's hard to hold that against people who say, "Oh yeah, I pled guilty to this dumb charge, and regardless of, of if f- they
2: person. were or not, huh?" That I mean.
0: Yeah, it you know. has nothing to do with whether they're guilty or not. Just to
2: make it stop, right. just to get this over and done with, please. Yeah. Well, Back back to what we said half hour ago,
1: don't fuck with the feds. Period. Exactly. <laughs> if anything, also. We don't know
0: what fucking is, though, you know? Cops MDS, don't know. The problem is that we don't know the rules. Right. You know, right. the rules say a thousand plants uh, makes you interesting to us. You know, 400 pounds of marijuana makes you interesting to us. You know, but they're down to arresting people who have 30 patients.
1: Yeah, yeah you know, and, and, and sadly, the rules are, are even one plant, plan, even one joint makes you interesting, Doss. I mean, that's, that's the rules according to the feds.
0: Yeah, we don't, we don't know what the rules are anymore. So what's so, the
2: point of having a state medical law in the first place then? There's,
0: there's none. no point.
2: There's, no there's, point.
0: No, there's none unless your legislators and your state and your law enforcement is willing to enforce that law. Which they stand up for you. And they're not
2: so far. No one
0: has been charged with any local laws. You know, I mean, very few people have been charged with any. You're breaking our local marijuana law
2: because they know that'd be the end of it. But if we can escalate or always keep it in federal, it's a a win every time. Guaranteed.
0: Well, yeah, because it doesn't see it doesn't matter how much, you know, in in the state law you can say, okay, I had this much this many plants and this is within the law. You know, but in, in feds, it doesn't matter. You have any plants? Oh, well, you're done. You know, it doesn't matter how many patients you have.
1: And it doesn't on, matter how much weight. And unfortunately, and 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 unfortunately, as as we talked about, Matt, when I was out there in, in August, mm-hmm. uh, we, I, I think we've really seen a local uh, high point in in marijuana laws and and uh, and federal tolerance, and I, it, because it, it it's really. You're only going to get tolerance from the Democrats, and it, it, it seems pretty clear the Republicans are going to win the White House next year, and that means it's Good things are just going to go downhill until at least uh, 2017, when when perhaps a Democrat would take the White House again in 20 and, and take office in 2017. So, uh, unfortunately. I'd, Sorry to be bleak, but I think it's going to no, be a, f- a pretty tough next few years. I
2: fully agree. And actually, I had this, uh, this great chart uh, from the MPP. Uh, it basically goes back to Nixon uh, and, and the options here. He placed, kept marijuana in schedule, refusal to provide federal medical marijuana waivers. Uh, Nixon did both of those. Gerald Ford did both of those. Jimmy Carter just did the first one or kept it there at least. And you go all the way down the line to Obama and like there's a check in damn near each box of of what he he everything from Nixon on has just been the worst Democrat or Republican. You don't see raids as much. I feel Uh, maybe it's just because we weren't watching them that closely then. But I don't know. I I feel like even if it's a Democrat, it's still, you know, going to be completely screwy. There's the link in there.
0: I've heard that comparing the last, uh, like, four or five presidents that the Democrats have all had more raids, marijuana raids, than the Republicans. I mean, they don't do it outwardly, Ah, but they they don't raid as much. It's Bill Clinton and Barack Obama had many more raids than George Bush.
2: Interesting. Well, Bush was busy over in Iraq trying to figure out how to, yeah. But yeah, yeah, all back when in 70, when Nixon signed into law the Controlled Substances Act, which placed it on the Schedule 1. That's And they say here from the piece, since then, all seven presidents have been content to keep marijuana Schedule 1, even going so far as to have DEA bureaucrats overrule the DEA's own administrative law judge on the matter. Mm-hmm. And we read about that in Irvin Rosenfeld's book. He talked all about that, how the judge came out and was like, um... This is actually one of the safest substances known to man. I don't know what you guys are talking about. And they totally ignored him.
0: Yeah. Nixon ignored his, his, his group. He you know, burned,
2: that he hired burned the that. research. He
0: overrode them. He says, oh, you're going to be soft on drugs? Well, I can- I'm certainly not doing that. I don't care what your report says. <laughs> Schedule one.
2: Schedule <laughs> one. Unbelievable. But, yeah, that's a pretty interesting article. It kind of rubbed Campia from the MPP talking about that. So well,
0: I'd like to say, you know, now that there's a new uh, series of anti-meth ads out, oh, beautiful. Uh, I like to point <laughs> that are so good. I like to point out every time I see one of those. You know, if you happen to see one in public with somebody, make sure that after they see how gross it is, you point out that the federal government says marijuana is more dangerous.
2: That would be key to get in That's all of those. Key. That's super. Marijuana
0: is more dangerous than that, but I don't see any ad campaign telling us that.
2: I used to have a daughter. Now I have a green thumb gardener. Thanks, <laughs> pot. <laughs> God. Well, thank no, you guys the tr- for the call. Do we have anything else? We're at an hour and a half. Great episode. I was worried about Been even a
1: pleasure, Matt. Thank you.
2: Fantastic, MDS, all the way from Florida. Rose from uh, Cannabinalysis, Missoula. Thank you.
0: happy to mix it up.
2: Hell yeah. And hopefully uh, next week we'll have Ian back. And depending on what we can talk about, we'll discuss all sorts of interesting matters relating to uh, medical marijuana and running a dispensary that just got raided. So So maybe next week you're going to tell us about your uh,
1: meeting with Chief Nasset?
2: Uh, yeah, actually, if if I can do that, I will definitely try and do that. If he has time to see me, I will make an effort, a conscious, concerted effort to actually at least go talk to him.
0: It's part of your political future, Matt. <laughs> oh, but, <laughs>
2: I'm gonna have but to. But watch your back. <laughs> yeah, I know. I have some websites I need to go delete now. So, <laughs> email info at hubboxpodcast and watch our shows live on Saturdays or Fridays or Sundays or whenever we do them. Uh, thank you guys. It's been a pleasure. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye bye. If you like, you like this, weed, is, weed, this is where you need, you to, need to be. To <laughs> <laughs> if you like weed, this is where you
0: need to be. Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Hot Box
2: Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast.